0: I just like to see waste into resources. They're actually not waste. It depends on whether you can understand their value.
1: Welcome, everyone, to 100 Climate Conversations, and thank you for joining us. Today is number 51 of 100 conversations taking place every Friday. The series presents 100 visionary Australians that are taking positive action to respond to the most critical issue of our time, climate change. Before we begin, and on behalf of the Powerhouse, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the ancestral homelands upon which this museum is situated, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to their elders past and present. We are recording live today in the boiler hall of the Powerhouse Museum. Before it was home to the museum, it was the Ultimo Power Station. Built in 1899, it supplied coal-powered electricity to Sydney's tram system into the 1960s. In the context of this architectural artifact, we shift our focus forward to the innovations of the net zero revolution. My name is Yara Bumelham. I'm a journalist and documentary film director, and I often make public interest films at the intersection of art and science. With me today is Vivian Tan, a construction engineer and academic who is one of the co-inventors of CO2 concrete, which uses a new method of injecting carbon dioxide into recycled aggregate to improve the bonding process, diverting waste from landfill and lowering emissions. Vivian is an associate dean in the School of Engineering, Design and Built Environment at Western Sydney University. We're so thrilled to have her join us today. Please join me in welcoming Vivian Tan. (laughs) Vivian, let's start with the basics, concrete. It's not something that is usually seen as, as problematic to the average person, especially in the context of climate change. Why is concrete your focus?
0: Yeah, because I'm focusing on construction management or construction engineering. Under the construction and demolition waste, there are 80% of those waste actually come from masonry waste. And that means a lot of them actually concrete. Give you a bit more figures to understand the details. Every year in Australia is about 22.5 million tons of C&D waste, construction and demolition waste, produced in Australia. Uh, roughly around 5.5 million tonnes of concrete waste are actually generated. But unfortunately, we have all those waste, uh, about 5, um, 5.5 million tonnes of um, concrete waste, but actually less than 5% are recycled, and less than 1% are actually recycled as concrete applications as well. That is why I like to focus on concrete, because I can see if I can reuse it properly, that actually can cover the majority of
1: those C&D waste. And on a macro level, I suppose, if you're talking about what impact uh, the production of concrete has on global emissions. Could you tell yeah. us a little bit more about that?
0: In the global perspective, is five to eight percent of the carbon dioxide emissions actually come from cement and concrete productions? That's why you can see, like majority of our activities, we require to use cement and concrete for the construction activities. That's why um, this is about five to eight percent of those global emissions that we are from the cement and concrete productions.
1: Tell us about when you studied and started your career in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. how that shaped your understanding of the construction industry?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about roughly about 20 years ago now, after I finished my undergraduate, I start my PhD straight away. But um, be- with the concrete waste that I'm looking into, you can imagine that Hong Kong is a very densely populated city and you don't really have space at all. You can see everywhere when you're walking along the street, waste are everywhere. And building, just building next to it, but the waste could be right next to it and you don't know how to deal with it. And I was thinking about why the waste has to be there. Why they want to put the waste next to the building that they're building, they just cannot get rid of it or they just have to find a way to send a landfill. What if we can just go straight back to the building? And that is what my research passions come from. I just like to see waste into resources. It's just a matter of how you're thinking that is the waste. They're actually not waste. It depends on whether you can understand their value. Mm.
1: You're the co-inventor of CO2 concrete, a new process for producing durable and high-strength recycled concrete. Can you tell us about CO2 concrete and how it is a solution to the impacts we've just discussed?
0: Yeah, because um, when the building crashed, they have recycled aggregate or concrete waste they produced. And uh, that's why they question it as a recycled aggregate. But the problem of the existing recycled aggregate is they will attach with the old cement mortar, which bringing the behavior down, the properties down, the strength down, and also the durability down as well. If we just by reusing those recycled aggregate into the Um, recycled concrete, the strength also goes down. It is roughly about 30% strength reduction with 100% recycled aggregate replacement. As I mentioned, the recycled aggregate has those cement motors attached on the weak portion. By injecting carbon dioxide in, actually strengthen those weak parts into the strong part. That means the recycled aggregate is not like the old recycled aggregate anymore. They strengthen the old cement motor, become like a good old aggregate and then that's why we can reuse it any other purposes. By injecting the carbon dioxide into the recycled aggregate, the strength actually go back up. I mentioned about 30% strength reduction. The strength actually go back up with matching with the virgin concrete behaviour. At the moment, the carbon we are purchasing from the existing market, um, we understand that the existing market is using a carbon capture technologies. That means they are actually capturing the carbon from the atmosphere and then they sell it in the bottle for us. We are relying on the carbon suppliers and there's plenty of them are doing it right now.
1: How does CO2 concrete compare in terms of its carbon footprint to virgin concrete, to the production of the concrete that we usually use? That's a big
0: difference. That is also where the benefits come from as well. Because we are reusing the carbon dioxide and also we're reusing the concrete waste that no one wants to produce the CO2 concrete. In the life cycle carbon emission perspective, it's roughly about 75% of the virgin concrete production is only required for the CO2 concrete. If we are further reducing the cement um, adoption, that means we're using some of the cement substitute materials, the life cycle carbon emission could be about 50% of what virgin concrete will have for the CO2 concrete.
1: And so walk us through how CO2 concrete is made. Where does the waste concrete come from and where does the CO2 that it's injected with come from?
0: Construction process is like that. Is You have a building after a certain level of lifetime, you will need to um, demolish it and then they will crush it and uh, become recycled irrigate. Uh, they normally done that as a, a centralized recycling plant. They have their facilities to crush it as recycled irrigate, normally about 20 or 10 mil size. And um, once you have those recycled irrigate, uh, normally they can be directly reusing as uh, different purposes, but the CO2 concrete is, I will need to pre-treat the recycled aggregate. I mean, in the centralized recycling plants, they already have the recycled aggregate produced. What I do is I inject carbon dioxide in the process that right before they send the irrigate out. That is the pretreatment that we have. Uh, once we have done the pretreatment, the rest of the process is exactly the same as what you would do
1: for any other concrete. So can you continually recycle CO2 concrete or do you need to rely on virgin concrete being available in order to do what you do?
0: CO2 concrete can be completely recycled uh, because I'm um, the process is very simple, it's very pure as well, just really by injecting carbon dioxide. There's nothing else, nothing really tricky at all to put it into the concrete. That's why um, we can we produce the recycled concrete back to where it can be, like a virgin concrete, because I just purely injecting carbon dioxide in. They're not only about close the loop. That means not only about you reusing the product to where it was, I can actually also bring that circular economy back. That means you can actually keep recycling it forever because there's not nothing else. And um, unless you have different kind of chemicals in, then you may need to be a bit more concerned. But for what the CO2 concrete is, they just can recycle forever.
1: So could you tell us about this sort of circularity in the construction industry and how CO2 concrete could help close the loop.
0: Yeah, I understand that there's a lot of different technologies that are available in the market, they can close the loops, they can bring the products back to life, they can add a lot of different chemicals in, they can actually bring their strength back up. Some um, industry maybe even adding additional cement in to subsidize the strength reduction to bring that back to life as well. But to me, I don't feel like that is really comparable because you're not comparing apple to apple. You compare two different products at the other day. I just like to purely replacing what we believe they are the weak products and then replace it to a stronger product. That's why you're not only about closing the loop, and also you're using is a natural way as well. That means you're really just naturally putting the carbon dioxide. If I don't inject carbon dioxide, they actually still having the natural carbon absorption in the atmosphere, just a matter of how fast it is. What my process is doing is I accelerating the process. That means I accelerating the process that could be for 50 years ahead. I just fast-checking it, putting more carbon in for a good reason, the strength actually bring it back up as
1: well. How difficult is it for you to actually source waste concrete? Um, you know, is there incentives for construction companies and builders to actually um, send concrete to uh, recycling plants or you know is it cheaper just to, for it to go to landfill?
0: In Australia most of the face are similar, the price wise a little bit different um, because of sending the landfill charge is higher than sending it to the recycling plant's charge that's where the incentives come from. That means the, because they have enough incentive to help them to do a bit of sorting, to put the clean concrete waste to the centralized recycling plants rather than a charge a, a bit higher to the landfill cost, And they believe that that is the balance that they have. And that is also the incentive that you have mentioned as well.
1: That's good. So you have the source for the concrete and CO2, as we know, is in abundant supply. Let's now go to applications of CO2 concrete. Uh, because vigorous testing is required for new materials that form the foundations of our buildings and infrastructure. How have you been testing CO2 concrete?
0: Yeah. This particular research has started in um, 2016. It's about seven years ago now, roughly. We start with very small laboratory scales. And um, after a couple of years, that we actually done all the tests, all the material tests that, that um, you would imagine, all the physical and mechanical properties, like strength tests, uh, durability tests, and also some of the strength cage and also the permeability behavior. We've done all those tests and uh, we, we believe that the product is ready. And uh, we also know that the long-term performance is well as well. Not only about the strength is good, but also doable. And uh, that's where the laboratories uh, work doing in the past couple of years. And um, once we see that, we know that we need to show it to the market that we can use. Because in the laboratory, we're only making ceiling dust. And... What is that difference, and what is it like? How can we use it at the industry point of view? We were talking to the university, and we are able to pour some um, small scale of slabs. The first one is back in. 2019 April uh, is relatively small, I think 30 centimeters by 50 centimeters. And then in 2019, March, we actually extend that to a four, three meters by three meters laps. At that time, we also require a support from the industry as well. And of course, COVID hits and um, and then we stopped for a little bit of a while until last year.
1: So what is your measure of success? Is it that it's eager that uh, CO2 concrete is comparable or even better than virgin concrete?
0: Definitely yeah, I believe from what uh, experimental work we can see, CO2 concrete is reusing all those recycled products and the strength is still back. As I see as I mentioned, the strength is low by 30% if we just by purely replacing recycled aggregate, but the strength is actually get back up after the injecting of carbon dioxide and um, that's what CO2 concrete is, is as doable and as drawn as
1: virgin concrete. And with the tests that you've so far conducted, for instance, that slab, the three by three metre slab that you um, just mentioned, have you been able to Track what has happened?
0: Of course, yeah. Um, we are actually doing some kind of a um, uh, monitoring for them. Um, we actually check them every month and see uh, whether they are still behaving obviously by visual, but also we are doing um, some rebound hammer test and to check that whether the strength is still where it was as well. And um, uh, 2019 until now is four years now. We didn't see any changes.
1: So it's behaving the way you would like it to, or yeah. the way it has been behaving in the laboratory.
0: It is, yeah. I would also like to mention that the application of that three meters by three meters slabs are actually using as a... um, Uh, underneath slept for animals for drinking water. Normally, uh, because uh, one of our campus is in Hawkesbury, they are actually a farm, and they have um, different kinds of animals that you can imagine. Um, This is the farm that they have all the bulls and cows, and uh, you can imagine how they drink water. They have a cow drinking station in there, but the grass is underneath. And when they drink water, they make the whole mess out of it with the water around and then the the grass around. That's why the university was uh, thinking about putting a slab underneath the cow drinking station. They mean, I have a slab underneath the cow drinking station on top, the cow and the bull stand there to drink the water. Each bull is about one ton of weight and that particular slab, we can put about six bulls and that is a weight test
1: for the slabs. And um, after four years, the slabs is still working well. That's a pretty organic way to test weight on the slab, put six balls, six tons. That's pretty amazing. And they just what, come on and off all the time because that's where the troughs are and that's where they want to drink. What is the next stage of testing? Is there a goal for it to be used in as many applications as traditional concrete. Definitely,
0: yeah. My dream is to really use the product anywhere we can. And uh, that is why we are also joining the whole SIM accelerator program last year, back in uh, May 2022. um, We were very lucky enough to select as the winner for the Australian challenge in the whole SIM accelerator program. And um, there's only 9 startups companies being selected globally, and Australia is only um, selected CO2 concrete. And um, during this six-month program last year, one of our main targets is to pour demonstration slabs. And that's where we have uh, been able to produce the demonstrating slabs on 26th of October, 2022. It's a very special day for me. Yeah. And what and
1: about other applications? So for instance, now you're looking at slabs. Uh, what about other Uh, elements of building and construction, infrastructure and more foundational elements.
0: Yeah, we are actually looking into additional testings and confirmation just to provide the confidence that industry needs. We are extending to structural behaviour and also fire behaviour to test CO2 concrete, just to ensure that CO2 concrete can work everywhere that you can for virgin concrete. And ultimately, you'll be living a house, just only CO2 concrete around you.
1: And what have initial tests come back with in terms of some of those more foundational elements and and moving from slabs to, say, um, pillars and columns and uh, roof slabs?
0: Yeah, at the initial stage, we didn't see too much difference, which is really great. And uh, that's what we are hoping to have a comprehensive pictures to understand that
1: is uh, 100% right. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've said before that many in your field... Um, are a little bit resistant in the construction industry, or at least are uh, very slow to change. How difficult do you think will it be to roll this product out into the industry?
0: I think it's still very hard from my point of view. Um, this particular research done it for seven years already, I believe the products can work anywhere. It can work for concrete. But the thing is, industry is still really conservative because or those are trying to pour more slabs in the university and also outside the university. But the thing is, they will say, we didn't know what will happen in the future. They will say why they need to be the first one to be to be using the CO2 concrete. They believe on it. They like the idea. They can see that um, the benefits of that. But the thing is, why they need to be the first one. That is still the conservative thinking that um, the industry has. And um, I think it still has a bit of way to go. I'm really looking forward to see any um, construction industry partners that's interested to really join venture with the production of CO2 concrete. Then we can uh, work on that together.
1: So there's obviously the sustainability components of CO2 concrete as being attractive to the market, perhaps, in order to get people to use it. But what about the price point? Is it the same, less, more expensive than traditional concrete?
0: Because recycled aggregate is naturally is about half price of the virgin aggregate, which is the market price at the moment anyone can buy in the market from the centralized recycling plants. Uh, because of their half price of the recycled uh, from, compared to virgin aggregate, although I'm injecting carbon dioxide and different kind of labors involved in the carbonation process. The CO2 concrete with 100% aggregate replacement is still roughly about 10% cost reduction compared to virgin concrete. As you know, everywhere I need to use concrete, if we start by a small components, we start saving costs from that. And obviously saving the carbon dioxide and all the waste components there as well. We start with a small component. We can see the benefit. If we extend it, this saving and the reductions of carbon emission is is huge. Mm. And I think that's what we need as well to help achieving the net zero target by 2050.
1: In a conservative industry that is risk-averse, is there government policy that would support the uptake of low-carbon ty- technologies like CO2 concrete? And what is it that you would like to see exactly in terms of policy?
0: I would really love to see that there's a policy surrounding for recycled products. At the moment, standards is only available for concrete in general. That's most of the time is virgin concrete from the industry point of view. If they there's a uh, guideline that is available for recycled concrete or recycled aggregate, and there hasn't been update for the last 20 years. And um, the market has changed a lot, but that standard hasn't been able to improve. They are still limited to 20 to 30% recycled aggregate replacement for low-grade application, such as pavement. They're still limited on those. But I have to say, technologies are around. CO2 concrete technologies is one of those. We can actually be using the recycled product much better than what we believe, but Standards is not uh, it's not there. And uh, because of the conservative industry, they may step back for a little bit and see how we go first. And um, for me, I would really love to see a standards to be able to implement recycled concrete and, of course, CO2 concrete as well.
1: Are there global examples of low emissions construction technology that you would like to see replicated in Australia or indeed any policies that you would like to see replicated in Australia
0: yeah i give an example in japan Japan is very similar as Hong Kong as well. It's a very density populated country. They just have nowhere to put landfills and they also um, no natural resources. That's the reason that they actually uh, f- enforce a policy that they have to use recycled concrete if the building of certain sizes. And um, that's where at that stage, um, basically all the Japanese industry are finding ways to use recycled concrete because they have to. And uh, that's where the triggers start with them as well. And um, I have to say recycled concrete, Japan is one of the major leaders in that.
1: This is an interesting case study of how you can take an innovation from a lab uh, in a university and out into industry. How did you cross that valley from the lab to the market?
0: Uh, I have to say that it is very difficult and it's also very time consuming and it's also a lot of heartbroken as well because when you spend a lot of time in the laboratory, you know that it is good, but the market is not accepting it. We're going through different kind of journeys, different kind of approaches, and it's still questions come back. And um, we can we can discuss on those questions. But the thing is, how can we really be able to let you to give that confidence um, to start using it? It's really difficult journeys and it's still difficult at this stage.
1: And what are the next steps for CO2 concrete?
0: Yeah, next step for CO2 concrete is definitely want to see the product out in the market, really going to the full commercialization scales. And um, we, are, we are really looking forward to that. And uh, what we need is really need to look for partners to supporting um, the product development. We will be interested to talk to any recycled aggregate companies and also concrete companies to see where we can go next because CO2 concrete is targeting and concrete waste. The situation at the moment is there's a lot of mixed waste. When we crush the building, the building always is mixed. That is also difficult for the contractors to sending the clean concrete waste to recycling plants. Although they have reduced the landfill cost, but it's still a kind of uh, investment in terms of the sorting. And um, what I'm looking into the next project that I'm currently working for the next four years is to looking into a way to recycle the
1: mixed aggregates. I understand that earlier on, you also had a mentor that was vital to your journey. How vital is the role of mentorship in science and technology? And how did that influence the way that you teach and the way that you conduct your research?
0: Mentorship is very important because um, for myself as an experience, if I don't have my mentor and my undergraduate studies, I don't think I will pursue research. I may just continue as working as an industry because that all of us as undergraduate students at that time, they all go to the industry working as surveyors, engineers, they're all working like that. And um, there's no one really think about research and theoretically, we don't know what's research. My mentor actually be able to um, uh, giving me support and also helping me to understand what research value come from. And uh, that's actually where I start researching um, when I was at undergraduate studies. And uh, that's what I also uh, designed to continue my education as PhD afterward as well.
1: Okay, there's a lot to look forward to, Vivian Tam. Could you please all join me in thanking Vivian for her time today? (laughs) To visit the 100 Climate Conversations exhibition or join us for a live recording, go to 100climateconversations.com.